Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Backseat Quarterbacks, how about that? We are here, baby. We are officially here. Uh, I'm joined by the dynamic duo, Benny and Steven, as we go over all things Week 13. It was a very action-packed week. We had the best moment of tanking in sports history, I'd say. That happened in that Jets-Raiders game. It's up there. It might not be the best, but it's up there. Uh, We had a lot of good games, a lot of close games, a lot of confusing games, and it was a really fun episode. Uh, This is our official official podcast name now going forward. There's a new logo here. I hope it uploads to Apple and Spotify or wherever you're getting it. Uh, Very difficult to get this figured out. So if it hasn't happened, it will happen. But with that being said, I will uh, get right into the show with Benny and Steven. Hello, Benny and Steve. Uh, first of all, before you guys speak, this is our inaugural episode, Backseat Quarterbacks, BSQB. How about that? Uh, I want to start with the MVP of the day, Steve Kornacki, taking his political work to NBC. That was phenomenal, him going down the, the playoff uh, the playoff uh, picture on both conferences with the predictions and the odds. It was a natural transition. I want Kornacki on every Sunday. I think he's better at, at analysis than, uh, than uh, Tony Dungy is. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't like Tony Dungy. So with that being said, how are you two doing? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Do you hear the uh, slots in the background? Ka-ching, ka-ching. You yeah. want some money today, Benny? Your first I, I, want some, I went to Vegas today. I won some money for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I got to go to Vegas in order to win. So I'll be living here for until further notice for the rest of the football season, at least. So cheers to that, everybody. Is that a live shot? <laughs> Is that a live, a live shot? shot? Yep. Right behind me. See? Pretty sunny in Vegas at 9 o'clock. Nice. 10 10 p.m. in Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. It's a beautiful sunset, as you can see. Beautiful sunset. Uh, Steve, you also uh, are up on the day, correct? Yeah. So I was was up, and I just needed Broncos plus 14, and we we got it. Closer than I anticipated, but that's good. Podcast parlay hit. Uh, Certainly didn't bet it. Benny, did you bet it? No. Hell yeah. Let's go. No, no, you didn't. Did you bet it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I'm the coward. I did. Was it? Was it the? Uh, was it the uh, Saints two and a half, Patriots pick them, and Broncos plus fourteen? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, yep. that's oh, our second. Podcast. That's our. That's our second podcast parlay to hit, and certainly has not bet <laughs> either one that's hit. As a coward, but I'll tell you this much: right I won every. I won every single bet I made this week, um, and I've won every single bet I've made since Thanksgiving. So I'm on. A, I'm on a bit of a hot streak. I should have had more money, but I'm up a, a modest amount. So I'm happy with my week. Um, let's get started right away with the. Whoa, with whoa! The, do we got? Do we have live? Do we have live fact checkers on that? We need live fact checkers on you. I think I have not lost a bet for, since Thanksgiving. I don't know. If I have, it's been one. I, I don't think somebody I fact check that man. I'm usually boisterous if I lose a bet. I'd be pissed off. I was actually going to be happy that I lost the bet today because I wanted the Raiders to lose for the Jets. And we're going to talk about that right after uh, right after we right. go through the, the Sunday night game, which just concluded about an hour ago. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs took down the whew, the hard opponent of Drew Locke and the Broncos, who at least this week had the, had a quarterback there, completed more than one pass. More than one pass. Or was it two passes? I think it was one or two. Uh, Drew Locke played okay. Uh, the end of the game pick wasn't that big a deal, but I think they now have a formula. I think there's a formula coming with how to play the Chiefs. And they've had this for a while. I think the Patriots have done it best, obviously, in that AFC championship game and how they play the Chiefs. And not every team can do it like that. But it's run the ball, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hand, and blitz 
and get home. You cannot, if you blitz and you don't get to the QB, of course, it's not going to work, but it, it worked a little bit in an effect here. And you bend, don't break when they get to the red zone, they can't throw the ball 80 yards downfield to Tyree kill and hit him in stride. So it's a lot more effective when uh, you're able to stop them short. Obviously, I think this game, there was a time there where I thought the, the Broncos might win it. And uh, I, I never was actually that, that positive on it. I was with my girlfriend and I was watching just pissed off the whole time because I'm like, there's no way they win this game. No matter what, after they uh, kicked that 50 or 58 yard field goal and missed it, I was like, you're giving free points away. And then on that fourth and three on the, what was it? The, their, the, uh, the chiefs, I think 45 yard line and they punted it. Yeah. Good idea. Big Fangio took them to, took them all at two plays to get back to where they would have been if they would have tried to kick the field goal. Nice try. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, I don't have many hot takes from this game. I just don't understand why all the pundits out there are saying that the chiefs are easily going to waltz to the super bowl again. I think the Steelers who are uh, the worst 11 and 0 team of all time, but they're still 11 and 0. So that's not a big, that's like, you know, you're picking at hairs there. That defense of the Steelers is not going to be easy to score on for the chiefs. They, they play a good style of defense that is very effective against the Mahomes esque type quarterback. Although the, the loss of, uh, uh, who, who's that defensive end, Bud, Bud Dupree going Bush. down for the season. Uh, and then also Devin Bush earlier this year, those are two m- monumental losses on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm just saying my hot take here is the chiefs aren't as good as what everybody's saying. They've not been playing great the last few weeks. They almost choked against the bucks last week. They almost choked this week. They almost lost to the Panthers a, a few weeks ago. They lost to the Raiders and played another close game against the Raiders who so, sorry to say, not that good of a football team to uh, my, my man in Vegas over there, your home team, uh, Vegas Raiders. Uh, so uh, yep. I, I don't know. I mean, this Chiefs are phenomenal. And Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal, but they are not. Before this game, they were plus, I think, was it plus 130 to win the AFC? The, yeah. the playoffs haven't started yeah. yet. Mahomes can get hurt. Kelsey can get hurt. Hill can get hurt. Any of that can happen, and that would dramatically decrease the odds. So, I mean, it's insane if you took that. The best bet for the AFC, I thought, and I still think, and it's going to move now, is the Browns at 22 to 1. I didn't take that. I was too much of a coward, but that's going to move down to probably 16 to 1 or 17 to 1. Um, they looked good. But yeah, that's my SNF takes. I, I, uh, not hot, not hot, lukewarm. I think that the Broncos, I still think that there's a lot of problems with the Broncos, and John Elway should be fired after this season. Uh, will he though? Will they fire the legend? You never know. Probably not. What do you, you think, Steve? Before we go to Benny, this is your team. How do, how do you think uh, they fear, fared in prime time? Yeah, I think they kind of fell victim to just normal play calling, where you're used to playing other teams, where you're not playing Mahomes, who can just throw 80 yard bombs to Tyreek Hill. So I think when they're they played a little too passive, even even if they were up two scores, you can't even play that passive against the Chiefs. So I think they should have been more gutsy i mean you can say that about, about a lot of head coaches but they didn't do really anything especially before the half they should have just gone for it would have, would have been the same outcome just exactly. don't try to kick that long field goal and just go for it and see what happens because um but drew luck played fine he had that arm punt in the first half but besides that he played better but imagine if Broncos had a good quarterback and that defense is actually pretty insane so i i liked what i saw of the defense with uh, Harris coming back with his long arms, as Colton Worth likes to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they play good. I I just our offense is not is good enough to keep up with the Chiefs' offense. Jerry Judy's been a bit of a dis- disappointment so far too. Yeah, sadly, it's, it's I, cr- I think he's gonna be good, but it's crazy that the undrafted 
<laughs> free agent Tim Patrick is the best <laughs> wide receiver on that team right now. Yeah, no, for for sure. Uh, any takes on the Chiefs, or do you do you want to pave the way for Benny to uh, to talk about it? Uh, let's see what Benny has to say about the Chiefs. Yeah, Benny, let's hear what you have to say about the Chiefs Broncos. <laughs> All right, uh, I completely agree, Sterling. That they the uh, Broncos and Vic Fangio have uh, given a blueprint on how to beat them. Um, I think that it was obvious as soon as they, uh, you know, throughout the first, after the first quarter, they were going to try to keep away from Patrick Mahomes and like Collinsworth said, just hope that it's close in the fourth quarter. And they did that. Um, I think that that's what most teams have to do. And I mean, unfortunately they put Kendall Hinton out there for the last drive and uh, you know, (laughs) he suited up Uh, on the last one. Yeah. They brought him in last drive, uh, three incomplete pass or two incomplete passes, a, a check down and a pick. You know, that's a great fourth quarter drive. But uh, no, I mean, I could just see it coming the whole time that it, it, they would keep it close. Like they, that, that was a game plan. But then the, we all knew the Chiefs were going to win and the Broncos weren't going to be able to either close it out or, you know, pull it out in the end. But uh, I'm surprised they kept it close. And the I think the yeah. Chiefs do have a bit of red zone problems. I mean, they had, what was it, seven straight drives without a touchdown on the red zone, which is uh yeah. i think it was tied with the jets and the jaguars for the longest streak in the league this year which is very uncharacteristic you don't want to be tied with them in anything uh i'll say this hey. for the chiefs they're 11 at, what's up benny what are you gonna say great red great red zone defense by the broncos uh-huh. that i, I mean agree. you gotta be able to i guess they they really gave them whatever they they wanted underneath all game um and let them drive into the red zone and then once they got there they like you said bend out break and that that was really impressive um that's a positive for them going forward but i mean there's not really much they can do this season anyway so i think the score was a little closer than the game was to be honest i mean the tyree kill catch that they didn't challenge that would have been a touchdown that was crazy the, the tyree kill backflip into the end zone uh that would have been a touchdown that that holding call there was a hold there but you know the hold really didn't impact the play um yeah. and so I just don't understand why teams continue to let Tyreek Hill get behind the defense. You know what they're going with every time. Uh, you need to have somebody over the top. And if you play him in single coverage, even if you're blitzing, you have to keep somebody over the top on, on him or else you're going to get burnt. And that's it happens against every team, it seems. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to scheme it, but I would say probably don't zero blitz. Keep, keep a guy, don't bracket Tyreek Hill. You know, I would watch. The teams like the Broncos, I would watch that second half of that Bucks game, and I would watch uh, the Patriots against the Chiefs the last every time they've played since since uh, Mahomes has been the starter there. Because I'll tell you this: go look up Tyree Kill stats or Travis Kelsey stats in those games when they played the Patriots. One of those guys does nothing, and I don't know why teams don't hone in on those two players. Mm-hmm. Only make Sammy Watkins, make me Cole Hardman, make the running backs beat you. Don't let it be Kelsey and Hill because. I will say this, Mahomes is extremely talented and can get the ball wherever, but he is heavily reliant on Tyreek Hill being open and Kelsey being open. And they're two, two, two of the, Kelsey's probably the best tight end and Hill is what, the, the top five receiver? If not, you could put him one probably. Yeah, top, top three probably, yeah. easily yeah. top so five talent, yeah. You just need to make the other guys beat you. And if they do that, props to them. But I don't know. Here's the rest of their schedule. So they are 11 and one now, I think, right? 11 and one, 12 and one. Uh, well, there's four games left. So I can do the math. They're 11 and one. Uh, 
right? Yeah, that's 12 games. Uh, they got the Dolphins yeah, this week. Dolphins are trending pretty downward, but I, I think that game will be close. It's in Miami. They have the Saints and probably Taysom Hill the next week. Then they got the Falcons. That's a win. And then they have the Chargers, and that'll be week 17. I think they drop one more. I think they're going to go 14 and two. The question is, do the Steelers, uh, do the Steelers only drop one game and go 15 and one? I think we, I think we, I think they're going to win out. And I think that the Steelers drop one game and they're both going to be 15 one. I don't know who the tiebreaker goes to if they played, uh, they haven't played head to head. I have no clue who that tiebreak would go to, and I'm not going to look it up. So, uh, We'll just let we'll let we'll let, we'll let the fate decide that. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't suggest looking at that. Yeah, so uh, I think they're going to drop one more because I there's a few teams here. I think the Dolphins play a really good brand of defense, and Flores will copy the Patriots because that's what he's been doing since he's been coached there since he was the coach of the Patriots. That's going to be a hard. I think they're going to stifle Mahomes a bit. The Saints have a really good defense, partly because they commit pass interference every single time the ball's thrown, but refs aren't going to throw the flag every <laughs> single time, so uh, so they get away with a lot of it. It's, it's a actually, good strategy. It is a great strategy, actually. Like yeah. That is one of the better strategies that you can do. If you commit pass interference every single pass, they are not going to get away every with time. it. So, yeah, exactly. uh, the Falcons, I'm not talking about them. Uh, and then the Chargers, I mean, Herbert, except for today, Herbert is, is phenomenal. But okay. The game of the week, Anchor. not the game of the week. We're going to talk about that after this. The best moment of the week was the Jets. The Jets, yet again. Yeah. And the Vikings, the for Jets, that matter. Jets. We are we, the, the Jaguars. The Jets are doing this perfectly. Wow. Uh, Adam Gase, Christmas bonus. Greg with two Gs, Williams, Christmas bonus. Uh, yep. The players, Christmas bonus. Because if you tell me on a – Absolutely. What, what was it? Was it third down there or was it first down? It was 15 seconds was left, third. right? Something like that. Third. It was third and ten. Yeah. Third and ten, 15 seconds left. They do a zero blitz and leave leave rugs who ran what a four three on a single coverage. None of the, <laughs> and the guy bites. Home. The guy the bites, guy bites, on, bites the on the Yeah, what? With no help over He's the clearly top. going for the touchdown. Why why would you yeah. bite on that? A touchdown is all the only play that will work is a touchdown. That is beautiful tanking. Not to mention oh, yeah. they stopped them on fourth down right before they got the quick three and out. They they planned this. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I I stood up. I gave an ovation. I gave a standing ovation to the Hello? Jets for that. Adam Gase uh, here. Oh, okay. Three and out. Get beat over the top. Okay, all right. The players, a all over Christmas? the players after the yeah. game were complaining. They're like, I don't know why they called that. I know why they called it. They want Trevor Lawrence. We're going to look back on this. It's going to be a consequential play in the NFL if they end up getting the first pick and Lawrence ends up panning out like everybody in the world thinks he will. Uh, also, be the smartest pick ever. <laughs> there's two moments here. There's two moments here for the Jets. The Nick Folk uh, game-winning kick a few weeks ago against the Patriots where they were going to win that game and then Flacco did some mischievous things where it was clear the tank was on. I mean, they – all they had to do was run the ball in the games over. He throws a, he throws an interception on the first pass, just a, just a bomb for no reason. They let, they, how many seconds did they have? They didn't need to touch the guy down. The game would have been over. They touched the guy down. Uh, it was, it's amazing how they've tanked. And then this one was the icing on the cake. They're not winning the game. And uh, I'm looking up their schedule right now. As I go to my phone, the Jets hey. schedule is this. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. They've got the Seahawks. We're going to talk about them later. Not a good look for them. They got the Rams, they got the Browns, and then they got the Patriots. Now, if New England is mathematically eliminated by that time that game comes, Bill Belichick will lose that game. 
will make his team lose that game because if anything, they can keep they can keep uh, Trevor from the Jets. Before you talk about this real quick, I bet on the Raiders plus two and a half in a tease, and it hit. But after they didn't get that fourth down, I was very happy. I was I was very happy to lose that bet if it meant that the Jets would not get Trevor Lawrence. I thought about the future of my of my division that I love so much. I'm wearing this Patriots jersey, and I'm like, if Trevor gets in that division, it's gonna be tough. Maybe it's gonna be tough. Tua, Trevor, and uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You might not oh, see the playoffs wow. for that game. I doubt Damn. it. I think we're going to be back in the playoffs next year. And maybe this year it sucks that the, and also if the Raiders lost, it helps the Patriots in the playoff hunt this year. A lot of things like that. I wasn't too upset. And then of course that's an all-timer. That's that, that is an all-time that play has never been done before. I, there was this uh, ESPN analytic about it. Basically we all know this. The only result there that could hurt the jets is a touchdown. They send an all out pressure. Nobody over the yeah. top. If I was a player, I would leave my assignment. I would, unless yeah. I wanted to tank, right? I was saying all today, uh, when when they hit that two point conversion in Minnesota, the the Jaguars, uh, Glennon, when he got that, he'd be in street clothes the next day. You can't be doing that. We're tanking for Trevor. You can't be doing that. I said this to Brandon. They called uh, on the fourth. I think it was on the fourth down before they called uh, penalties on both sides. But I thought they only called the offensive hold. And there was a touchdown scored. And I was like, what did the Jets decline it? <laughs> They're like, ah, let them score. Oh, we don't want that. We don't, we want, don't that. want that penalty. <laughs> that would have been an all-timer too. But what'd you think about this, uh, Benny? How did the Jets uh, I want to give an inaugural chug to uh, 0-16, the potential 0-16 season. Can we uh, give a little three-seconder? I'll count down, okay? I just did three, but I'll do three more. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. Three seconds to uh, 0-16. There we go. Cheers, boys. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. That was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, as I was watching, I mean, there was a lot of action in that early window late with the Vikings Jaguars game and the Jets going down to the wire, both looking like they were trying to win. But in the back of your mind, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, okay, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to to weasel out a loss, and they both did really impressively. And I mean. It's, it's crazy how they're they're doing it competitively. You know, like, they're so close every time. I don't know. Like, obviously, the players are playing hard. And for the most part, the coaches, obviously, throughout the game are – It's just the end. Are coaching, the end. To, are coaching to win. Yeah, are coaching to win. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some influence that, you know, that says, hey, if it's a close game, uh, let, let's – I don't – we. I love it. I, I mean, I, I hate know, the Jets. I, I hate the Jets. And I'm going to tell you this. I said this multiple – I don't know if I ever said this on the podcast, but I've said this to you both about how I would build a franchise if I if I had the opportunity to take the reins. And I would do the exact same thing they're doing now. You blow it up. You stink for a year. If you hit on the guy, you're good, right? Like these yeah. – a lot of teams are in purgatory, right? They're, they're not – the Falcons, for example, right? They have been in there for the last three or four years. They're too good to be shitty, but they're not good enough to be good, right? It would be great to make the playoffs. And that they're going to be in purgatory for the next three or four yeah. years with Matt Ryan. And when you're the Jets, mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah, the Jets, too. the Jets can win four or five games this year probably if they really wanted to, four or five games. What's that get you? 
you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields with four or five wins. You're going to be stuck with Darnold or Joe Flacco going forward. And I like Darnold. I actually think he has potential, but not with Adam Gase. So that's, that's key number one. I think what the Jets should do is fire Adam Gase as soon as the 0-16 happens. Say, Eric Bieniemy, you want this job? You want Trevor Lawrence? You want to walk in from leaving your OC job at Kansas City where it's really easy to do good things there and then have a quarterback that's going to step in and be an MVP candidate right off the bat likely? That's pretty That's pretty uh, enticing. And he, he'll, yeah, have, he'll have his pick of the job, I think. So, yeah. um, A lot of cap, too. A lot of cap. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah. I love what the Jets are doing. I cannot believe at ha- what they're doing because I did not think an NFL team would uh, would use this methodology. But it's gonna. We'll see how it works out in three or four years. Honestly, in three or four years, there will be a look back on this this year and the and especially that play and also the game against the the Patriots a few weeks prior, as well as what happens in the next few weeks because I think they're gonna be poised to win one of these games, right? And we're gonna see them do another collapse, and so. Because uh, yeah. Jacksonville wants to lose too. It's hilarious. You know that there's a there's a tweet. Trevor Lawrence. He's only watching. He's the only person in America flipping back and forth between the Jets, Raiders, and Vikings, uh, <laughs> Jaguars game. That's not true, by the way. Whoever tweeted that. A lot of people have money in this in those games. <laughs> a lot of people were paying attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Steve, I have not let you talk for a while. My apologies, my friend. Uh, how do you like this? No, I, I think it's perfectly executed because no one can complain that they're tanking too hard because they're like, look, look at all these close games because remember like the 76ers, everyone's getting mad at them when they're scoring like 70 or 80 points every NBA game and they're tanking hard and it was obvious. So it's, it's really cool to mm. just shoo it in really good because if they played the way they play for most of the uh, you know, first or third quarter, they would be a five or four win team right now. But they just turn it off fourth quarter. They go soft brain and they just start doing some wild <laughs> stuff. It's soft amazing. Brain. Yeah, it's amazing. Love that. I applaud them because it makes them. There's like, oh, look how look how how much the Jets suck. They're not even. They're terrible. They're not even trying. It's like it, it's all big brain stuff they're doing. They're just they're they're just shooing it in perfectly. So this own eleven Jets team is by DVOA purposes the fourth worst. 0-11 team of all time. I think that's going to go hmm. up after today. Just a little bit. Uh, but they're below 2016 Cleveland. They're below 2011 Indianapolis. 2011 Indianapolis historically got Andrew Luck. Peyton. And they're below 2018. Oh, 2011? Yeah. No, my bad. Shit. <laughs> yeah, <Andrew laughs> a little late. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't hear the Manning. <laughs> I didn't hear the <laughs> A little, just about 13 years late. <laughs> And t- 2008, uh, 2008 Detroit, who also went on 16, had was worse than them. 2008 Detroit, though, I asked this question to the guy that compiles this. 2008 Detroit was the second worst team through 11 weeks at DVOA. The worst team was the 2-9 and nine Rams, which was at a minus 57.4. For example, the 2008 Detroit, who's the worst 0-11 team ever, was at a minus 46.4. So the Rams were way worse. I looked up that game. They played each other in week Did eight. Did they the already Rams. have Stafford? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that might have been his rookie year. That might have been his rookie year. Let me look this up. No, he definitely didn't start that year, did he? Okay. I feel I feel like they probably got him as a result because Stafford was 1-1, I'm pretty sure. Yes, they got him as a result, I think. Let me see okay. the two quarterbacks. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had Dante Culpepper, Drew Henson, Dan Orvalowski, and Drew Stanton. That was the year the guy ran out of the back of the end zone for a safety on accident. Accidental back of the end zone run out. Um, but I looked yeah. that up. The 2008 Lions played the 2008 Rams, who were the worst team in week eight. And I, I said that there needs to be a book about that because those are the those are the two worst football teams ever by by metrics. In uh, wow. that game, in that game, they lost. Uh, yeah. Where was it? Where's the Rams game? They lost a lot of games. They lost every single game. I don't know where they lost it, but they lost it. So whatever. That game needs to be talked about. So, okay. Long story short, this Jets team stinks, but they're a little competitive. And this is how you tank. Show that you got it. Show that you got it. But not all of it. And I actually think Sam Sam Darnold will be good wherever he goes. I don't think they're going to get what they want for him. I've read that they want a first for him. They are not going to get a first for him. Gase has fucked that up. Uh, I think he'll be good, though, wherever else he goes. He's still 23. He's still young. And he was, by almost all accounts and measures, the best quarterback in that draft class before the draft, right? That's the year Baker got drafted, uh, Lamar, Josh Allen, but and, and Josh Rosen. What's happened to him? But uh, <laughs> I think Sam Darnold the was same by- thing that's going to happen to Sam Darnold. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I'm not out on Sam Darnold. I think he's still talented, but we've talked a lot about the Jets tanking. Any more, any final words on this? Nope. Nope. Okay, game of the week. This was the marquee matchup. Uh, I think I was the only one that picked this right, if I I bring up the picks. Uh, It was the Tennessee Titans. I'm always tits up. I'm not changing that. And the Cleveland Browns. And I picked the, let's see, where did I pick? Did I pick them? I picked the Browns. I picked the Browns. Yes, I Revisionist did. Revisionist history, folks. Revisionist no, I, I history. Picked the Browns. He's I picked like the Browns. crazy. Oh, it's look, amazing. I picked the, picked the Browns. No, <laughs> I, we can go back and listen to that. But <laughs> yeah, let me, here's let me a, check them. <laughs> yeah, let me check the record. Uh, <laughs> let me scratch it out. Yep, that's the Browns. Take it. No, but for real, this game, it came close at the end, but this was a domination by, by Cleveland. Derrick Henry had his first bad game in December, I think, in the history of his life. Yeah. He's probably been, from, from high school on, he's probably been uh, unstoppable in December, and he had, a, he had a very shaky game. As I've said, I think this Browns team's actually okay. Baker Mayfield, we love to hate him, but he's been good. He's been better than average. And you, can win, you can win with him, and I still don't understand why he's better without Odell than with him that doesn't make sense to me because you have a, a game breaker like that but he is and they look good today i watched that game pretty intently especially the first half and it, they just blew the door open they they moved the ball they had big plays they had really creative play designs that that worked well and kevin stefanski has been a godsend i said this when they hired him uh when, when we when we talked about this that you know they were not a good team last year but freddie kitchens was there and freddie freddie kitchens you know where he should be right now? He should be coaching with the uh, with the with the Jets, helping the tank out. But he's actually with the Giants, so I'm not even gonna hate on him right now. But they get Kevin Stefanski, who's been a, for all accounts and purposes, really good there. And they're nine and three. They're gonna make the playoffs, and I think that they have a formula that can win in the postseason. They have two really good running backs, a good offensive line. Uh, Baker Baker is good for one bad play a game at least. And as long as you keep that to one play and not two or three, uh, you could beat any team. And I think Miles Garrett is the best uh, the best edge rusher in the league, probably. You can probably argue with me on on a few. TJ Watt, uh, 
if you can, I don't consider Aaron Donald one. He's not, and probably that's it. That's it. I think it's Miles Garrett and TJ Watt this season. So with yeah. that, you're going to have to double them every time that leaves the rest of the line to, to get after the quarterback. I like this team. I like the Browns team. Uh, I would love to see them win the Super Bowl. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Me too. Uh, that would be I, great. I don't know. The Titans are so, <laughs> are so sporadic each week. You don't know what you're going to get with them. And I think with the Browns now, you kind of have an idea. You're going to get a team that's going to be in every game, it seems. So that's my takeaway. I think this Browns team is actually uh, actually going to contend this in, in the playoffs. I don't know if they're, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, I don't think, right? But as I said, like the odds are good. And you have a team that I don't think will get blown out in the playoffs, which means anything could happen. Now, do you trust Baker to go down the field to beat Mahomes? Probably not, but maybe. So, what do you think about this, Benny? Your your native your native uh, Tennessee. Did you get any texts? Any texts from people no. crying? No, no, crying? no, no. It's, here's the thing. It's typical. It's typical uh, Titans. They're they're kind of like the Seahawks in in the way that you know a team. I mean, yeah, the Browns are a good team, right? But I think a lot of people. The majority of people probably picked the Titans, expected them to win. So when the Titans are supposed to beat a team, you never know what the hell is going to happen. And they don't, they don't do it. Kind of like the Seahawks today with the Giants. Like it's the same thing. And that's that's what you know. My my roommate back in Tennessee, big Titans fan, before the game, he would say, "Oh, are they favored?" He'd be like, "Oh, we're not winning," you know. And and like the Patriots would, Patriots would come to Nashville and they they'd be huge underdogs. He'd be like, "Oh, we got this." We got this game, right? And it's so – but it's it was so true. I witnessed it firsthand. I was like, holy shit, it's, he's right, you know? And so now that's that's just my outlook. Uh, every time I see uh, a Titans – or when I want to watch a Titans or a Seahawks game, I know – well, with the Seahawks, it's always going to be close. Titans, if they're favored, they're probably going to lose. If they're not favored, hey, they might blow them out. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's a game you want. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a good takeaway, Stephen. Yeah, so I was um, I was flipping between these games, and I was like, I was looking at the score. I was like, Jesus, but I I think it's coming all together. And to your point of why he's better without Odell, I mean, they've talked about it a lot on like sports uh, radio and stuff. But just like he Baker felt pressured to like always throw to Odell because he's you know he's your star receiver. You have to get the ball to him. So I think with him just throwing to who he that's wants. Soft. Um, yeah, it is soft, but I'm just that's what I've heard. Yeah. But it's I think he has more free range because I don't think Landry is more as big as a diva as Odell is. So he can kind of throw who he wants to. And I think having two running backs who are like absolute like stud one A and one B, like that you can just switch between. You can use Hunt for all your pass catching needs and you can use uh, you know, Chubb to just run it down their throat. So it's kind of like that that's kind of crazy too. But I think they would be a good matchup against the Chiefs if they were able to get out to a lead. And their defense, I think, is much better than the Chiefs. So yeah, that would one be thing a I matchup love, I would actually like to see. One thing I love about uh, uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is, like, you don't know the tendency when either one of them's in the game because they can both they can both do uh, both things. You know, they can they can do both things. Yeah, they're they're both versatile. They can do both and. So there's no there's no tell, you know, where there's like yeah. a lot of teams when they have a committee, it's like one guy is obviously the pass catching back. Another guy is obviously the early down back. And these guys, they do both, you know, so. I think they both also are on the field at the same time in, in some situations, which is really, yeah, really effective when they do that. 
So yeah, whereas like where you like cool. uh, the Packers, they have like Williams come in generally to pass catch and you know uh, Jones to just run. Like that's a pretty easy tell, but yeah, like Benny's saying, they they can just oh do it all. God, which is... the the best example of that is the last last year with Sony Michelle when he'd be in the game, they're running. Oh yeah. When James White came in the game, they were passing. It made yeah. me so. Yeah. It made me. It made me very very angry at Sony Michelle that he had stone hands because they literally couldn't fool the defense. They they tried play action with Sony Michelle. They just would all blitz. <laughs> It wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. They, would, they wouldn't be fooled. They just get to Brady because he's a statue and Sonny Michelle's not that good of a blocker. So no, exactly. That, that yeah. it is really good that they're able to break tendencies and really do what not, not break tendencies, but really do whatever, whatever the game calls for. And I do think Stefanski yeah. has been uh, there. The coach of the year this year is going to be hard. You got, you got Tomlin, you got Flores, you got Stefanski, you got um, who else you got? You got any more people in there? I think those would be my top three. Bill Belichick. Sean Payton. He won't win it. Sean Payton, maybe. No, he won't win it either. He's won it before. He should be considered. He it probably should go to Stefanski, I think, or Flores. You're right. He should be considered. Or if they go six, you know, Tomlin yeah. should win it. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If, if, if the Dolphins make the the playoffs, I think it should go to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, the game of the afternoon, or what was supposedly the game of the afternoon, was the Cardinals Rams. Uh, pretty good game for the most part. It looked like the Cardinals, I think they scored in the first minute and a half of this game. So I have money on the Rams. And I was like, ah, it's going to be one of those games before I even saw golf. But like we said, or like I said, on in the, in the picks pod, I don't know who agreed with me or who disagreed, but I said, we were due for a good golf. We were due for a good golf. No, I told you, remember my algorithm. I was, it was a, it was a guarantee, uh, good golf game. Next good one, golf, next no. week, though, not so much. No, no, I don't know. That's revisionist history. I remember Steven saying uh, that he thought it was going to be two bad golfs in a row and then a good golf. You know what? I, no, I, you're I, correct, Benny. Benny, Benny is correct. I'm looking at the picks right now. I Benny right. and I took the Rams in the in the picks. You took the yeah. Cardinals, Steve. You <laughs> no, took the Cards. Wow. I already picked Sneaky, the Cardinals huh? plus two. I already had that bet in, so I was I was working my own mind to believe that golf was going to break the cycle for some reason. Huh? Yeah, yeah I you tried to sneak in, one so. through there. You tried to sneak one through there. You got caught. I, I really did. No, I th- I forgot what I said on the podcast, oh. but so no, no, no. The Cardinals look like they're not going to make the playoffs. They have, I think, Kornacki in all his greatness gave them the fifty-four percent because he thinks the Vikings are going to lose next week, which is probably more, more likely than not. They play the Patriots, and the Vikings have been trending downwards. Although they won the last two weeks, it's been very unimpressive. Uh, we don't need to talk about that here now. The Cardinals, though, I think are – I think Murray's hurt. I think his shoulder injury is actually lingering, and he's not running as much. Uh, It's just not working out that well right now. I also think Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is terrible. I think we gave a lot – way too much credit to him early, as as well did a lot of people. But he's been coached – he's been outcoached, honestly, by levels – in the last two weeks by Bill, uh, by Belichick and then by McVay today, it's not even close. And McVay and Belichick are probably two of the top five coaches, if not two of the top three or four. I mean, they're like picking hairs there, but Cliff Kingsbury needs to be better. He needs to put his team in better positions to win. And he didn't. And now they're on the outside looking in. They probably make the playoffs, but they can't really drop more than one or two more games. One, probably one, one more game is all they can afford. And they play the, the Rams again, week 17. Here's the Rams schedule coming up okay the rams now are in first place in the division because of the seahawks stinker and this is who they play the next three four weeks their final four they play the patriots on thursday 
that's a huge game for both teams. They play the Jets, give the Rams a win. They play the Seahawks, that'll be for the division, I think. And then the Cardinals, I think they'll win that. So I, I said this on the podcast. I think that when they play at their highest level, the three best teams in the in the league are the Bucks, the Rams, and the Chiefs. I think those are the three top teams when they play all at their highest level. Now we see with the Chiefs, the defense kind of sometimes looks stinky. With the Rams, if you have a bad golf, you're you're not you're not playing at the highest level. And the Bucks are very inconsistent. Mm. I would put I would put in there with those teams. I'd put probably the Saints, probably the Packers, and uh, the Steelers. But I, I I think those other three can can score a ton of points and are could play good defense at times, but uh, I don't know this Ram. We got a good golf. It seems like McVay, what he does is with golf, you're getting 10 to 15 good plays, regardless of any other factor, he will draw somebody open. And that's such an advantage to a quarterback. And we, we saw that today throughout the game, there was a time where momentum shifted. And I don't know if you guys saw this play, if you were paying attention to it, but I think it was like third and 12, I think it was third and 12 on um, on Arizona's 15 yard line or something. They hit, I think it was Higby or Everett underneath 15 yards first down and, and they scored on that drive. And if they would, if Arizona would have stopped them, you know, uncle Mo was on their side, but uh, they didn't stop them. And it seems like McVeigh, uncle, <laughs> uncle Mo, it seems like, uh, <laughs> it seems like uh, McVeigh draws up these plays multiple times in every game where it just is sure to sure to succeed and uh golf can't even fuck it up even bad golf so uh we got a good golf game and i i i say this all the time you never know is golf really good really average really bad what is he and uh i think when he plays good they're very hard to beat that defense is is actually great like it's it's one of the top five defenses and the the stat here with a halftime lead sean McVay is 32 and 0 as a ram side coach leading at halftime so they start out strong they usually win the game like they did today yeah um i i agree i i didn't get to watch a ton of this game um i was tracking the score pretty closely but just because i had a bet on the cardinals um and i saw they jumped out to an early lead but then i i don't think that the uh I feel like the game, like the Rams, like you said, were, were in control the whole game. You know, like the, the Cardinals were constantly playing catch up and they never got Uncle Lester on their side, you know? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but um, I think that uh, McVeigh, this is the year where, like, to me, he's really proved his, uh, his value, you know? Not the so, Super Bowl year? <laughs> I mean, no, the Super Bowl year, like, well, here's the thing. I think he's working, especially on the offensive side, he's working with a lot less. Like, their their offense, to me, doesn't scare me at all because it's Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, you know, which are good receivers. They get open, right? But they're not going to burn you. They're, you know, they're underneath. Like, get the ball to them, let them run after the catch. And then who do they have? Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, right? Like, the year they went to the Super Bowl, they had uh, Todd Gurley. They had Brandon Cooks to burn you. And then they had uh, Cup and uh, Woods. You know, so that was, that was, I mean, they had plenty of weapons, right? And so that's why. They had an arsenal. Uh, yeah. And that's <laughs> a why. A war like, chest. Goff was more, a cache of weapons. An arsenal. Yeah, a, ca- a, cache, a cache of weapons. Yes, sir. They had a band of brothers. They were just. Ooh. Let's say their defense, their defense funding was more than the U.S. government's back then. 
How about yeah. that? <laughs> it was bigger than NATO. <laughs> Anyways, it was big. Let me just say it was big. Okay. Um, but no, I think McVay is proving his worth this year with uh, less talent on offense and an inconsistent quarterback. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the Rams are honestly going to win this division because of how inconsistent the Seahawks are. I mean, the Seahawks, right? They have it given to them. Easiest schedule. And then they're going to drop. They're going to drop another game. And look at their schedule. It's, it's, it's cake. They're going to drop another one, maybe two games, you know? And, like, yeah. I, we'll talk about them later. But, yeah. Yeah, Steve? Yeah, I was uh, checking in this game. Like, the, it's another one of those games where the score is kind of deceiving unless you actually watch the game because they were just like what Benny was saying, just playing catch-up all night. But I don't know why I bet cards. Yeah, Kyler's looking off. I don't know if he's injured, like you were saying, Sterling. But he's, he's been playing. Yeah, he's playing weird. And Cliff Kingsbury, I think, I think not going to be this season, but next season he's going to get the spotlight on him unless they start proving themselves a little bit, a little better. Because they have too many seat. weapons. Yeah, I think he is going to be a little hot seat. I hot think seat prediction. The facade okay. of Cliff Kingsbury being a good coach, it's going to be gone. Everyone's going to forget the memes of him sitting in his fancy house like an evil villain. They're going to be like, he's actually he's actually not a good coach whatsoever. You know, if we're doing house rankings, I actually think the underrated house right here is is McVeigh's. They showed it on Hard Knocks. His house is much better than than uh, Kingsbury's. It it has a if you see that house, it's beautiful. He drank a bottle of wine on there. I was like, this this puts this puts uh, Kingsbury to shame. What about what about my Sean McVeigh doesn't look like an evil super villain though. It's a nice pot of land. I think. Uh, you like my Chucky, pot of land? I think Chucky John Gruden probably want John Gruden probably wants to yeah. wants to buy residence there. It's a humble. It's a humble estate. It's a. <laughs> it looks like the streets. Are you living I'm, on the streets? Are you transient? <laughs> yeah, I just. On the street. <laughs> I just. I just have this compound here, where we harness children's screams. <laughs> yeah, the Tell it factory. Um. Here we are at Monsters Inc. Where we harness children's screams to power our city. <laughs> It's a beautiful city. Thank you. thank you for your service, Steven. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steven. Yeah. Uh, for for real though, I agree with you. I think I think that uh we're gonna see. I think he should be on the hot seat this year. He should never got this job, but uh oh, no, I agree. I just I it, I think the media is gonna turn turn its head once they sour grapes. I think they're probably gonna miss yeah, sour grapes once they miss the playoffs and then going into next season, drop a couple early games. Do we yeah, think they missed the, the playoffs? Honeymoon. The honeymoon phase is over next year is what you're saying. No, do I'm we... saying if they do, if, if they do... miss. They, there is – the roadmap right now is is I feel like it's going to happen that they're going to miss the playoffs. NFC is way too competitive. Spot? I'd have to look at the standings, but they're not they're not playing Where great. did they take their honeymoon, by the way? Uh, probably probably Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix. They got what? out of Glendale. They got out of Glendale. They went to te- – they, they went to Temple – <laughs> they went down south of the border. That's what they did. Cabo, yeah. San Lucas. Oh, Tijuana action. Hmm. Okay. I hope they, I hope they had a good time. Mexico. I hope they nice had good boating. Time. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Anyways, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna do the Patriots game. One of the surprises of the seasons. The worst loss of the season for a team. Uh, you know what team I'm talking about? The Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Hurts yeah. coming in. Hurts coming in for the Eagles. Is it a permanent change? And then to top it off, the status of the New Orleans Saints going forward. Will Breeze come back? So we'll be we'll be uh we'll be right back and uh be back after this. Okay, we are back. 
How was your break? Did you guys, I know Benny was scarfing down food. Steven, you waited to go make food until we're done with this. Benny's selfish. Yeah. He, during the break, decided he's going to yeah. have a smorgasbord of food. I've been drinking. What's in my hand? You see it in the video. A little silver bullet. Yeah. Bullet. Don't put that in there. Don't put that in there. That's not a bullet. I like it. I, I don't like think I've ever it. bought a bullet. This is an a unofficial in sponsor. Vegas, man. Unofficial Great. sponsor, but soon will be a sponsor, hopefully, if we grow this. Okay. Let's jump right back into the action. I just wanted to say this. I think today was the biggest mismatch in uh, head coaching NFL history. I said this on our picks podcast. I'm pretty sure. And I've been telling this to everybody. Yeah, I think, I think Anthony Lynn is now. Did the Browns play? No, we're talking about Freddie Kitchens last year. Did, did, yeah. What about Freddie Kitchens Okay, did Freddie Kitchens did? No, I don't think they did. Oh, they did. You're right. Yeah, come on. You're right. I remember that. Nick Chubb fumbled two times in a row. That the Browns. Then he's out here handing handing out truth serums. He's like, "You're lying." Uh, Here's a quick truth serum. You need to go to hell. I'm fact checking tonight. You need to go to hell. Um, That's usually my job. I uh, thank you, Benny. I'll see you there, buddy. Here's what I wanted to say about this: the Patriots kind of got screwed with every other team ahead of them winning, also. So their road is harder. Uh, to get to the playoffs as I think they still truly believe they can. They have a huge game coming up on Thursday against the Rams. And if they win that, I think they're going to win out. And if they go 10 and six, they will make the playoffs. So that Rams game is huge. Uh, But to talk about what happened today or earlier today, can't believe that was still today. And that was one o'clock. It feels like the hours have gone crazy slow. Uh, Cam Newton, they, (laughs) so they beat the chargers 45 zero and Cam had 69 yards passing. Jared Stidham came in in the fourth quarter. He had 61 yards. Stiddy. Uh, to tell you the truth, I think so. What I would say is this wasn't more of a mismatch than Belichick versus Kitchens, but the special teams was more of a mismatch than any single uh, any single coaching staff of all time. And I would say this: I have a stat here if I can if I could find it quick enough without being a bumsky. Um, let's bring it up. Okay, see, I'm already a bumski. Yeah, I already am a bumski. Um, if I can, I still can't find it out. But okay, the Chargers had a negative 114% DVOA today, which is the worst game of the season for any team so far. I don't think that'll be beat. Uh, the special teams is down to 15 point minus 15.3% after today. That's the worst in the history through uh, week 13 back to 1985. Wow. The second, uh, through week 13 the worst special teams ever was 2000 buffalo which finished around the same uh this this uh this charger special teams gave up a blocked a blocked punt for a touchdown and two uh punt returns for a touchdown and this game was a blowout from the start i i didn't sweat it at all i bet on it i i should have bet more i'm i'm just i was genuinely scared that herbert is is this guy and i still think he is but looking back on it, what rookie quarterback has beat Belichick. And I think the Patriots really proved to uh, combat everything he does. Well, they covered everything over the top. He's not a guy that likes to take underneath shots. He wants to go deep. And when you have somebody like that, you could, you could be effective against them. I, I just, I dug the, I gave the Patriots a burial about three weeks ago. I think after they were two and five and lost to the bills. I think I said, ah, it's not going to happen this year. They're now six and six. They're four and one since that, if they wouldn't have lost that damn game to the Texans, they would be in the playoffs. They'd be they'd be controlling their destiny. Now they have to hope some things happen. I'd say good for mm-hmm. them that the Dolphins aren't looking that great right now. The Raiders really don't look that great right now. And uh, the Ravens, 
they they own they have the tiebreaker over all those teams too. So as long as they as long as they control handle business, I think they can afford losing to the Rams, but I don't think that it makes it easier. They they need they probably need that game. And so I, I don't know. I just think that this game was the nail in the coffin for Anthony Lynn. He said he said afterwards he expects to be the coach tomorrow. Uh, you know, I would I I think he probably will be, but should he be? This is they the coaching has just we loved anthony lynn at the beginning of the season we all said he's a good coach yeah um yeah what's happened what has happened like he's approaching all-time bad all-time bad like this is this is up there for one of the worst coaching coach teams of all time it's and i don't look at it just off of the record although the what are they now three and nine it's also the fact that they have a lot of talent right like you nobody expected Herbert to be like this, but they lose every close game. Every single game that's close, they lose. And then finally, they got the brakes beat off them, which probably is a long time coming. But it's insane the coaching disp- discrepancies or disparities between uh, him and Belichick in this game. And it was a, a masterclass. And so I, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. I hold out hope that they will. I, I still believe in them, and I think Cam is really. I know their brand of football, and I think once you establish an identity, we've said this before. Once you once you have your identity of football, uh, it could be successful. And I don't know what team outside of the Rams are playing, so I do think they're going to go three and one to end the season. I I'm going to pick them to beat the Rams because, of course, I'm going to pick them to go 32 and 0 in the duration of this podcast. But uh, so far, I'm not going to pick them to lose a game ever. But I I don't know if they're going to be able to beat the Rams. The scoring is going to be hard. But I will say this: the last time they played the Rams or the Super Bowl game, uh, Belichick masterclass McVeigh in that game and i i think that you never know what you're getting with golf right are we are we due for shitty golf next week probably probably true good point what do you guys think of this this game did you watch any of it you probably wasn't it was a blowout from the from the second quarter on no i'm gonna be honest uh i watched one snap and it was because they showed it on red zone and that was it Shout out I Red was, Zone, I was 200th episode, 200th episode. I've watched every yeah. single episode of Red Zone. I'll never forget it. 2009 was when it premiered. I, I haven't watched it like thoroughly, but I have, I've made it a, a, a thing of my life that I literally on Sundays watch football and uh, it, it's pissed off my parents and some of my friends in the past. Uh, but I, I'm serious about this. Like I, there could be an important day going on. I'm doing nothing. Watching football on Sundays is my uh, is what I'm doing, and it it doesn't piss people off anymore because now I you know I'm I'm 24 and I kind of I have my own life. But when I I'd be with my parents, they would be mad if I if we'd had to go to visit my grandma. Nah, I'll see her I'll see her on Saturday next week. I ain't going up there. I'd be like 13, just being a little shithead. But it is what it is. 200 episodes. Nobody though. bothers the Kermit. Nobody bothers the Kermit. Okay. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, two hundred episode of Red Zone. You saw one play. You don't have much to say about this except that. Uh... Yeah, no, I was tracking the score, and, and as it kept getting further and further, I was just, I was, I mean, I was confused. I was, I thought this game would be close. I, I had confidence that the Patriots would win because of Belichick, and I thought that it, it would be tough for Herbert to move the ball successfully, which obviously it was, um, being shut out. But where were they shut out? Was it like forty? Yeah, forty-five zero. Yeah, forty-five nothing. Um, but 
I didn't think it would be to this extent. It, it I mean, it's crazy. Like that's that's just a testament for that to for the NFL because I mean, the last week they played Buffalo close. Um, they've played everybody close, you know. And then why is it the Patriots? You know, it's I guess just matchups and coaching. Like there's so many things that go into it, but um, this yeah. was in this was in LA too, by the way. So it wasn't like a cross country yeah. travel for the Chargers. I actually think the Patriots uh, have a really good chance of beating the Rams next week too. So you think Stinky Goff? <laughs> I think I think Stinky it's Goff. Every is other. Be out there. It's yeah. every other. Steve, any reaction to this? No, but do you know the last rookie quarterback to be uh, Belichick? Off top oh, of your head, geez. can you give There's me the year? Five. Can you give me the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, 2013. Oh my mm. God! Russell Wilson. 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 Agree. It's Wilson, right? Um, no. Luck. Wilson. Oh. Nope. It's it, RG three. RG three. No, it's a year after. Nope. It's a year after. Um, oh, it's the. It's, next it was Geno okay. Smith. Was the last quarterback. Oh, dang! That stinks. It's, it's only been five. Three of them are. They kind of make sense. Two of them were terrible quarterbacks. One of them is Geno Smith, and one of them is Colt McCoy. What team was Cole McCoy on that year? Oh, wow. The Browns. Oh, I remember that. That game pissed me off. Remember wow. that game? It wasn't even Cole McCoy. Was it not? <laughs> no, like uh, like it, it wasn't due to Cole McCoy. <laughs> okay, I, I, I remember that game. I remember them losing to the Browns, and I was furious. Charlie was that 2009? Something? Was that yeah, 2009? 2009? Week 9. It was Peyton Hillis, right? He had, a, he had an amazing game. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I do remember that game. They blew I, I remember that game because I've watched that. I've watched that YouTube video like hundreds of times. Yeah. Okay. I do. I okay. I knew I, what I was talking about. The Browns beat them thirty-four Steven. fourteen. Steven it was a has massive watched, What year was that, Stephen? You said it's two thousand nine. Oh my God, Peyton Steven has watched the. Stephen has watched the highlights from the two thousand and nine Patriots versus Browns a hundred times. He said. Peyton Hillis, twenty-nine Peyton Hillis, awesome. 29 carries, 184 yards. Remember him? He's on the Madden cover. <laughs> wow. I can't I'm concerned. I'm concerned, Stephen. You know, I the Browns have so that. many bad years. It's great to watch some good games of them. <laughs> wow. I remember that game, and I do. that. That's, that's very surprising. But, okay, uh, the Patriots are an average team this year, and I think Belichick is trying to will them to the playoffs. It's actually insane they only have one less win than the Bucks, which is – unbelievable i think that with brady here they i think with brady they probably have a few more wins and that just shows that uh belichick's a master at this sure he's the best he's the best is there a person better at their job than bill belichick in the in the world maybe maybe whoever found the bezos Bezos is up there maybe the guy that found the covid vaccine the, the the first person like that that's up there but uh i mean geez we're getting we're belichick is the best at his job comparable to any other job uh, just about anywhere. It's, it's insane. So long hail the King. I hope he never leaves the team. I want him to coach until he's 95. Even if he becomes senile, I need him to stay. Um, Early onset dementia. (laughs) I would not care if he, if he takes it back to the eighties with how he coaches and how he looks at football. I know that there'd be people there to guide him a little bit, but he, he coached Lawrence Taylor, right? I mean, he made made him what he is kind of. (laughs) 
Uh, although I think you would have been great no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, okay, loss of the season. The biggest stinker of the season goes to your Seattle Seahawks, Benny. Give me a rundown. Benny, is he cutting out here? Yeah, are you okay? I'm back. Really? I'm back. I'm back. Are you having an episode? Okay, okay, okay. Did you hear me? He's okay, guys. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah. I heard that. No, you said. Wait, can you can you kind, can you stop watching me yeah. on that for when I edit yeah. the episode so I can take it out? Can you tell me what time we're at? Um, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna let, uh, let out a yell here on the video. On the video, it's gonna be but woo! <laughs> I know when to edit out. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the biggest stinking loss of the season, the biggest stinker, goes to your Seattle Seahawks, Benny. Walk us through yeah. your feelings after that game. As he's in a Bengals jersey. You are in a Bengals yeah. jersey. Yeah. Okay. About the jersey. So this this is an Ocho Cinco jersey. Um, let's see. I don't know. See. It says does Johnson. It have, Johnson. Does it have Ocho Cinco on the back or Chad Johnson? Chad Johnson. No, it says Chad Johnson. Uh, but this oh jersey, God. I've it's actually the first time I've worn it. My brother, it's a hand-me-down for some reason. I, I guess when Chad Johnson was, you know, shredding back in the day, he got a. Ocho Cinco jersey. Maybe he had him on his fantasy team, really liked him. I don't know, but he got the jersey and then he gave it to me like last year. So first time I worn it. But, but anyways, the Seahawks game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just typical. Like, first of all, the spread on this game, 10 and a half, right? Something like that right before the game. Um, that should have been a lock to for the Giants to beat that because the Seahawks are not going to beat any team by more than one score, probably. They can't. They can't put anybody away. They can't blow anybody out. Like, they can't – I mean, the games are – they're always close, and it's it's crazy. And uh, I think it's it's honestly uh, – at this point, it's a philosophy with the, with the coaching, you know. Like, I don't know that they want to keep it close or, like, they just – they get a lead and they'll be um, conservative um, or they don't mind playing – uh, from behind in a slow-paced game, but they, they just got they just got shut down. Uh, what five points in the first half? They ended up scoring a late touchdown to get to twelve. Um, yeah, it's just I mean, I don't know what to say, man. The the defense props to them. I mean, but they were playing Colt McCoy, which it really really they should have shut him out. But at least at least they held him to, you know, what's was it 17 or 17, something like 12. that? Yeah, 17. Yeah, 17. At least they held them to 17. They they the defense did good enough that if if you hold if you hold uh, another team to 17 points, you would I mean going into it, if you would have said the Giants scored 17 points, I would have you know, probably guaranteed a Seahawks win. But if you told me the, the Giants scored that, 17 points, I would have said the Seahawks covered. They're averaging like 30 points a game. Seattle is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so this loss is embarrassing. Um, and like I've said before, I don't have any confidence in them in the playoffs. They might squeak out the division. Uh, they won't be the one seed. They might squeak out the division. Uh, right now, actually, uh, when we were both watching the same thing on uh, Football Night in America when Kornacki came on, the Seahawks are slotted for the five seed right now, which would right now mean another matchup with the Giants. The five seed is, is good because uh, you're going to play the NFC East. But, I mean, they've proven now they just lost the Giants at home. So, do you do you really have faith in them to win a playoff game against any – I mean, the Packers, um, the Rams. The Packers, no. Rams, no. Um, the Bucks, no. 
Um, who who's the Saints? What, Saints? No. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not, not, not I pretty. I, like, I don't have any confidence in them winning a playoff game. Honestly, I would say before you praise it's the sad. defensive performance that Wayne Gallman had 16 carries for 135 yards. Alfred Morris yeah. had eight carries for 40 yards. So they were getting gashed in the run game, which makes absolutely no sense. You're playing Cole McCoy. You know they're going to run the yeah. ball. Stack the box. Yeah. That should yeah, work. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but they held them to an amount of points that they should win the game. So. Yeah, definitely. Russell Wilson drops an occasional stinker every so often, and this is it. Yeah, and it makes no, it makes no it's sense. Happened, it's happened multiple times now this year. Yeah, that, that's And I true. love Russell Wilson. Love Russell Wilson. I, I have confidence in him completely. Um, you know, if – like like, to, like today, you know, if, if it's a late – I thought for sure. We, we all thought that the Seahawks would win, even when they were down two scores going like in the fourth quarter. We all thought, oh, they'll pull it I kind of say I mean, that to yeah. reverse jinx myself. I hope they don't win, but I'm like, yeah, yeah then I'm not yeah, wrong. I know. And if I am wrong, who cares? They just dropped a stinker. I'm not rooting for them I, to win. No. Uh, I but, but I'll be honest with you. I, this is inexplicable. It's inexcusable. Um, you were right when you said they had the easiest schedule. Um, they still have an easy schedule. They go the Jets, Washington, Rams, 49ers. Um, we're going to know, like I said, we're going to know about the 49ers tomorrow if they're going to be competing in the rest of the season. And I think the Rams are a far superior team than Seattle. That leaves. Can I say one more Washington. thing about Seattle? Huh? Yeah, say it. Can I say it? Here, I think what they need to do is they need to recommit to the run game, and they need to. You don't want to let start Russ cook. To, I do want to let Russ cook. I I want to let Russ cook when we need to let Russ cook. You know what I mean? Like, just re, re become physical again. I feel like they're like they're soft kind of now. You know what I mean? Like they just. Uh, they don't have a good enough offensive line to drop back and pass uh, without Russell Wilson getting smushed, you know, as often as he does, you know, like they, they need to, if they want to be successful, like, like we talked about this uh, with uh, Drew, I mean, obviously Drew Locke's not nearly the quarterback that Russell Wilson is, but like moving the pocket, uh, throwing off of play action. Could you imagine if they could establish a running game and, and have uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, um, the threat of them deep, you know, and that's what Russell Wilson has been good at his whole career is it, he, he's been great at throwing deep balls off the play action. Um, and I mean, I think that as much as like the mantra has been let Russ cook, they should, they should reestablish their identity, you know, that has worked for them in the past. Yeah, I can't. I kind of see that. I'll I'll say first and foremost, they. I don't know if their right tackle is going to be back this year. Whoever was hurt, but whoever they had in there is the worst offensive lineman I've ever watched. He got beat every single time, and that part of that's coaching too. By why don't you put a tight end there to block too? Double team the guy on the right end. Yeah, because he. I didn't. I I honest. I didn't watch too much of this game because I didn't have any money on it. But what I did watch on red zone, and when I did flip it on because it was the only close game there at the end, every single snap the right tackle was being beat and they wouldn't put a running back to chip him or, uh, or a tight end on the line too to double him. made no sense. But outside of that, I think you're right. This isn't a Super Bowl contending team. I know they started the season five and zero, but you can just watch the games and see what type of football team they are. Are they, were they a great five and zero team? No, they're beating teams by 
two or three points, the offense is playing unsustainably well, right? They're not going to score 35 points a game and Russell Wilson's throwing four touchdowns every game, no picks. That's just not sustainable unless you're literally at a God level, which has only been, right? We, we were all saying this. He's playing at such a high level. It's not been done much before. Only a few players have played like this. It's not sustainable. And now that he's came back to earth a little bit, um, we're seeing that being taken advantage of. Now losing to Cole McCoy, there's no excuse. And mm-hmm. I, I, especially at home, they flew cross country. If Daniel Jones was playing this game, it's probably a larger margin of defeat, actually. But uh, I don't know what ha- what's happened with Seattle. They they've losing this game is huge for the division. And if they let the Rams get it, I I do think I've said this multiple times. The fifth seed's the second best seed after the fir- first seed. So they're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. They're a playoff team, but it's so. I don't know. L- listen to this. Listen to this. Like you were saying, they started five and zero, right? Here's who they beat: Falcons, bad team. Patriots were started well, and that was kind of their their downswing in week two when that started, right? And now they've picked it back up since then. Um, Cowboys, not a good team. Dolphins, um, that was in week four. Had they hit their stride yet? No, I wouldn't say. No, um, not that. Yeah, and uh, Vikings week five. Then those that was their five wins, and are any of those really that impressive? No, they were all super close. Um, None of those are playoff teams, probably besides maybe either the Dolphins or Pats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then they lost to the Cardinals, beat the Niners with um, Mullins, I believe Nick Mullins under center. Yeah, um, lost to the Bills, lost to the Rams, beat the Cardinals. Um, I'd I'd say I'd still say it's a good win, even though Cardinals are trending downward. They hurt and Kyler beat, Murray in the first the quarter, though. They don't have a. I don't think they have a win against a a contender. No, they don't, and they and they they also don't play anybody besides the Rams one more time. This is an easy schedule from yeah. this this year. I actually before this game, I talked to my mom. I called her when I was walking. Uh, my, my girlfriend's dog this morning. And I was like, ah, Seattle's going to win. I was like, I'm, I'm thinking about parlay and like Patriot Seattle money line. I talked to her about my bets and she's all like, yeah. Oh, that's probably good. And I'm like, yeah, Seattle, you know, I'm expecting them to play a closer game than the spread because they always do. And she's like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, they're not going to lose though. And then they drop, this is a game that I think if you play yeah. it a hundred times, the Seahawks probably lose like 25 of the times, which is way too many. They should lose it one time right it's yeah. one in a hundred but yeah, this is the game yeah. that the Seahawks lose about th- one-fourth of the times and so it's just it's too it happens too much and um nothing's gonna change this and I've said this what else I said to her back on the point was basically like you know if you're a team like this and say they go 13 and 3 which they're not gonna now but say they would have gone 13 and 3 they played nobody they beat nobody all year and they play this brand of football where they get up to six point leads, right? One score leads. That's it. They never get, they very rarely pull away in two or three scores, you know, mm-hmm. then they play the Packers in the playoffs. Who's actually played other teams. They go down 17, zero games over. And the Packers can throttle. They can throttle a team and the, and the Packers game, can pull away. And yeah. if you're Seattle and you go down 17 points to Aaron Rodgers or to Tom Brady games done, it's, it's yep. over. And it, I think that happened last season. I think that happened against the it Packers did. if I recall. Yep. And so, uh, sometimes the record doesn't tell the whole story. And I, 
I try to say this without being a hater on, on teams. There's very few elite teams in the NFL. And if you're looking at a team just based off their record, you're going to not see the whole story of a team because they're the who people play matters. And the Seahawks just have not really been battle tested this year. And the teams they've played that have been good, they've lost or uh, they, they caught them at a, at a good time. I mean, I think the dolphins are good, but they beat them before the dolphins were good. Right. It's like, which is fine. That's a quality win if, if you want to give it to them. But that was also, you know, three months ago. So, um, and I also think that momentum matters a lot in, in, in how a team is ascending or descending going into the playoffs. I don't think the Seahawks are ascending into the playoffs, right? By any measure. So we, yeah. we have teams. So, yeah. Let's say the Giants are the team to make it out of the NFC East. And one of the Patriots and Dolphins make the playoffs. Um, they have two wins against playoff teams. Unless the Cardinals make it in, then they have a then they split with another. But they have two wins over playoff teams, really. And here's the thing: the Jets, um, whatever that spread is, I don't think it'll be beat by the Seahawks. Honestly, I think it'll honestly be a closer than it should be game. I think they'll pull it out because the Jets probably want them to. Um, but then the next week against uh, Washington football team. That's not a. That's not a. That's not a. It's not a free win at all. They. <laughs> I mean, wow. And then uh, Niners week seventeen. I'm, I, honestly, I can see them losing three of these games. If here, they play like one second before today. you before you say anything, I want to. Can you guess what the look ahead line is? This is this has not been posted tonight. It'll be changed. But Seattle Jets, Jets. Seahawks. Yeah, it'll be cha- oh what it was before the game today. Yeah, I don't think it's been changed since. Uh, I'm gonna guess like uh, twelve. Steven, you have a guess? Eleven. Eleven and a half. Thirteen and a half. Okay, Jesus. So I I think that'll wow. go down a little, but uh, I agree with you, Ben. I agree with you. I think the yeah. I'm I think that, all the Seahawks is above ten. <laughs> yeah, I think what they I'll should Seahawks do money line. <laughs> No, still. What they what they should do what what Seattle should do after this season is clean house outside of Pete Carroll, get new coordinators in there because this has gone on. I don't like the defense still. I you can give them the credit that they held uh, the Giants with Cole McCoy to seventeen. I would say, okay, the Giants have won four straight, so they're not actually this terrible team, right? They they're not now hot. Yeah, they're they're playing well. So is Washington. So it's not like. And I really actually like the Giants' defense, and I like Washington's defense quite a bit. They're both good, good, uh, good building or uh, building st- stepping stones to success. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Building blocks. Building blocks. Yeah, uh, Legos. They're good Legos. There there. Uh, so, <laughs> but truthfully, you're right. It's I think the lack of playing anybody, anybody very, very good is going to bite Seattle in the ass in the playoffs. I think this is something that happens in college football a lot. We see with Notre Dame, right? Now they play in the ACC, so they're playing somebody every year. But every single year, it seemed, for for about five or six years there, they would have this great record. I remember the Manti Teo team. Remember when they got to the national championship against Alabama? And people were like, this team is really good. They beat all these teams. They get obliterated because they've never played anything yeah. close to Alabama, and it's same thing with Seattle when they play Green Bay or the Bucks. I, th- I I believe that will happen. Now, if they keep the five seed, and they have to play New York again, theoretically, they'll beat. I think they'll beat the Giants in the playoffs. I think they will too. So I'm not worried about that. But then after that, they're going to play one of these three teams: Packers, Rams, yeah. 
Saints. And are you confident yeah. that you those is the question? Maybe, maybe they can, maybe they can beat the Rams because I feel like it's to, it's toss up whenever they play mm-hmm. because in, in division, uh, yeah. so. But besides that, it's, uh, if they they haven't played the Packers all year, haven't played the Bucks all year, um, if it's a team like that, I'm not I think if they play the Bucks, I actually this is my I'm a very homer to Tom Brady, but I think the Bucks probably put up 45 against the Seahawks. Like, who's gonna guard? Antonio Brown or Gronk or Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Oh, not nobody. So well, hopefully they have Shaquille Griffin and uh, uh, Quentin Dunbar, but still that's not going to be enough. Yeah. Their, their defense, I think would get absolutely throttled by the bucks. I, yeah. I do think that they have, they, I mean, I'll say this, the bucks defense is very shoddy. And so, you know, maybe Russell Wilson can score with them, but, uh, but that they, I, I could see them getting good pressure on him. You know? Oh yeah, no, I definitely. I think they played last year. Remember when they played last year? Winston uh, and almost won that game. They might have won that game in overtime. The Bucks last season against the Seahawks. Can't remember. It can't was a remember. close one, and I know that Russell Wilson got sacked like twelve times or something. It's something, in, not twelve. <laughs> times, but. Okay, we've spent too much time on this game, Steve. You didn't even really yeah, get to yeah. say anything. Would you like to give your words of of uh, anything, or did we cover all the all of them? The, the only thing I wanted to say was that I would just randomly tune into the game, and I was like. The scores are eight to five. What the fuck do you know what scores? Five zero at half. Yeah. Five zero at half. I was like, yeah, it's five zero. Uh-huh. I think I tuned in after they got the uh, two point conversion. I was like, eight five. This is the wonkiest score I've ever seen. So it's the Yankees Mariners. Yankees Mariners. Yeah, it's the Yankees Mariners <laughs> score line. <laughs> <laughs> um, Benny's baseball corner coming Ooh. back soon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have two more. Two more quick storylines then we're going to talk about the three games remaining this week i love that we have tuesday tuesday football that's a great joy to my life i didn't even know that two monday games games. um jalen hurts came in at the end of that the what was a blowout and a lot of people have been calling for wince's poll uh and hurts came in threw a touchdown then threw a pretty bad interception at the end do you think Hurts should be the starter next week or do you think they should go back to wince because they're still thoroughly in the thick of things do you think hurt my question to both of you, does Hertz give you a better chance to win than Wentz does right now? And if so, who do they, you go. Who do the Eagles play? Who do they play? Who do they play next week? Let me pull that up. Unless somebody else has it. I got it. They play the oh, it's a loss either way. They play the Saints. Uh, oh, well, let's see. Let's see what you have with Hertz then. Test them Might out. as well try it. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm thinking. That's yeah. what I'm thinking, uh, Steven. That's, that's a loss, uh, anyways. Hey, if it's a game where they they like a team that they have a good chance to beat, I'm not saying that like uh, Wentz is the better quarterback or Hurts is the better quarterback, but I think that if you, I think you stay with Wentz if it's a game, you know, maybe like a maybe a division game against uh, like the, the Cowboys football right? team or, or Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then ride ride it ride it with Wentz. Uh, try to get that win, but you know if it's a game going into like the Saints, right? You're like. Oh, this is a really, really good team. Um, we might get throttled, so let's just let's just see what we got, right? Like mm-hmm. Steven said, let's see what we got with uh, Hertz. I think they should, and and Taysom Hill also, uh, obviously will be starting for the Saints. So maybe that they, they, they kind of match the uh, the game flow that way. You know what I mean? With, with like a a quarterback who can run or who's a little more mobile, right? I don't know. We'll if I'm the Eagles, this is what I do. I say we're going with Wentz, but all week plan for Hurts, and then spring Hurts mm-hmm. on the Saints 
I actually like start him like with uh, Herbert against the Chiefs. Like after a drive or two. No, right away. Like remember oh, when Her- oh. Herbert started his yeah. first game against the Chiefs, and they planned all week for Taylor. Uh, I think when people have hot takes about how Hurts looked today, it's meaningless. The Packers did not prepare for Jalen Hurts. They prepared for Carson Wentz. So of course, when somebody comes in and plays a different style of football than the defense prepares for, you're going to get a little flash in the pan. I think that would happen with a lot of teams. If you play with a different style of quarterback for one or two drives, not advocating for it. I just think that that's possible, right? If you have a a non-mobile quarterback and then you do, if you do wildcat offense for a drive, you're going to get a few first downs likely. Uh, But if you go into this game and you, and you're, you had to be, you know, to be discreet about this you can't let reporters know or let this leak out but uh let say you're going with Wentz and then go with Hertz and then I really believe that that would give them a chance to beat the Saints or vice versa go with Hertz and then go with Wentz but um I don't know I I think either way you can't you can't say you're going with Hertz and then go with Wentz you can only do it. Yeah, uh, you can only do it the other way. You're right. Yeah. I don't know which way. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going with Hurts. Oh, Wentz is out here. Who could have guessed this? <laughs> yeah, you're they're, right. They're uh, just gonna watch Wentz. They're just gonna watch Wentz film. You know, they're gonna watch the. Yeah, anyways, play with yeah. Wentz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, like, there's like, there's <laughs> like, oh, surprise! On, it's on Wentz Hertz. who's been playing for the last ten weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got okay. us good. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> We, we spent we spent <laughs> 20 minutes watching a Hertz film. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're going to yeah, go with Jalen Hurts. Hurts Alabama film? Or... They, they say at the start, they're like, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go, go, we're gonna go with Jalen Hurts, and then, then Wentz goes out and starts. Like, they do a press conference and everything. We, we love with Carson's on everything. It's time we go to Hurts, and then he comes out. And oh, okay, we're ready for that, too. You're right. They have to go with they have to go with yeah. Hurts. They have to say we're going with Wentz and then go with Hurts, not vice versa. So, um, I think that's yeah. the only way you can find success. And uh, – <laughs> Although I don't think that this is a good situation for Hertz to be thrown in. I think you're throwing a, throwing a, a piece of meat into a line. Oh, throwing him in the this. fire. Yeah. It's uh, sure. it doesn't seem like for a recipe sure. for success. Yeah. The Saints defense is going to eat him up. Yeah. As I said, also the Saints defense, they literally PI every single pass thrown. They just can't call them all. And so it's a lucky, it's a good, good strategy. I love it. I wish it's, it's what a lot of teams should do. Right, a lot of teams should hold every play. They aren't going to throw holding flags every time. You're going to get away with a lot of uh, a lot of shit if you do that. It's it's pretty smart if you think about it. But uh, yeah, I think personally, if they go with Hurts over Wentz, it's going to be hard to go back to Wentz next season. And yeah, oh yeah, contract, you can't go. Yeah, we talked about this. That contract is like you can't get rid of it. Um, so you're just going to have a 35 million year or 35 million a year. Uh, backup for the next two years, and if Hertz isn't good, and you you don't think fair. Wentz is the guy anymore, what do you do? You draft another quarterback in the first round or second round, which they drafted Hertz in inexplicably. It's, I'll say this: this team has a lot of problems, and they're in cap hell. So uh, whoever they go with, they're three eight and one, and it looks like they are not going to win the division, which is should be for every team in this division should have win it but i mean the eagles had the easiest road to winning this and they've squandered badly. Yeah. so um i think they need to clean house doug peterson's gonna get another year he probably shouldn't i know that tony romo today was all doug peterson's a good coach tony i agree with you on a lot of things not this one my friend not this one <laughs> doug peterson's the worst coach ever to win a super bowl and it will haunt me until i die i will reiterate this for the length of our podcast that the only Super Bowl loss that actually affects me badly is that is the Eagles one. The two Giants ones, yeah, I hate that Eli Manning beat Tom Brady twice, but 
he turned into a, a, a folk hero in those in those two Super Bowl runs. He was literally Joe Montana esque. So was Nick Foles, but on top of that, you have Doug Peterson behind him. Makes no sense. Nick Foles is not a good quarterback. Eli Manning is like a borderline Hall of Famer if you want to be nice, but whatever. We move on. We're going to talk about the team that's playing the Eagles next week. The final topic before we do the games. Will Drew Brees be back uh, this season? Will his career be over? Is as he throwing his last pass? My theory is this. I think, and I'm probably going to be wrong, being honest, but I, I do believe that they're going to ride Taysom Hill out the rest of the season uh, for these for these reasons. Uh, they have been very coy about using Hill in the passing game through his first two starts, and today they opened it up for him a little more. I think they wanted to see what they have. I don't think Drew Brees should come back. Breaking 12 ribs and puncturing a lung does not seem like a four or five week injury to me. I, I, I just personally, I feel off. like I feel like I'd probably be bedridden for for a little bit longer than. Imagine laughing with 12 broken ribs. You can't do it. What's he watching? What's Drew no. Brees watching at home? Can't watch comedies. Can't watch comedy. Know. Can't watch anything funny. You can't can't watch any feel good feel H- good thing. You smile. HGTV. HGTV. Okay. You're getting a few no laughs. good Christian comedies for Drew Brees. <laughs> I think, I, man, I don't think he's coming back. What's what's your take, boys? I wouldn't be surprised if he does, I but I don't he, think he is. Um, I think I wouldn't be the rest surprised of if they're eyeing. Yeah, I think they're eyeing. Uh, like you said, I feel like. It, it is a le- more lengthy return than because uh, I mean, like uh, uh, broken bones, at least four weeks, right? Um, probably, you know, if you puncture a lung and you and it's like what twelve ribs, probably six, you know six weeks. You should probably take off. I think they should. I think they should. I uh, return for him uh, maybe week seventeen or right before going into the playoffs or something. You know. Does Breeze give them a better chance to win than Hill? I think so. I think so. Okay. They've always they've always been doing the uh, Taysom Hill trick stuff. Now that becomes a huge, bigger threat because Taysom Hill's actually been able to throw the ball to an extent. So yeah. when he comes now, out, it's not it, a Taysom Hill's in the game anymore. at quarterback. Exactly. How do you think it, Drew Brees it, feels a, about it's that? A viable quarterback. I think he's cool with it. He probably just if, wants to if win. If he wasn't dude. cool with it, they wouldn't let him do win. it. Yeah, they wouldn't let him do Man. it if he wasn't cool with it. I'm a class like people. I think people he think likes I, Taysom Hill. People think I dislike. Yeah, Mahomes. I think I think everyone likes Taysom hater. Hill. I, the only person I'm a hater on is, yeah. is Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I'm a hater of Drew Brees. I think he's very overrated. I I think uh, I for for I don't think Mahomes is overrated. I just would say wait till we crown him the the Messiah. Okay, but with Drew Brees, I think he's very overrated. Yeah. If you're Drew Brees, you're the you're the uh, you know you got the best stats ever, second best stats ever, Super Bowl champion, first bad Hall of Famer. If you're telling me I'm coming out for plays or I'm going to play wide receiver at times, like okay, Sean Payton's out thinking himself number one, but number two, you, in some of those plays, he just has Drew Brees playing playing wide receiver. Why is he doing that? Yeah, take him off the field. Take him off the field. Yeah, what are you doing? Are you going to run a route? (laughs) Nobody's feeling (laughs) Drew Brees. But yeah, you're right. When when Cam Newton goes out and uh, goes at the receiver, you're like, oh, they can throw a fade to him. Maybe Maybe. honestly, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my whole my my moral of my story there was that if if I'm Drew Brees, I'd be very pissed (laughs) off at this. But I I do think that you're right, Benny. Week 17, maybe. it's longer injury than they're letting on. And he's, he was not good this year or last year. And that is something that 
we should not forget he he has been down on the slope for quite a while as term his arm is so bad and he's able to obliterate soft zone which is the biggest problem but yeah i, I don't know i kind of feel like hill gives you i think breeze gives you the better chance to win but i think hill Definitely. is so more of a jackass of all trades and I do think that that works better with the <laughs> brand of football that they're trying to play. Yeah, he's he's not a jack of all trades. He's a jackass of all trades. He's not that good at anything. Jackass of all trades. He's not that good at anything. He's how old is he? Thirty one. Here, Sterling. Here's why I, I, I know he's more many. He lives forever. I know we all we agree on this. I know we agree on this, but here's why I know that the uh, Saints have a better chance of winning with Drew Brees than with Taysom Hill. Because think about if if the Saints play the Seahawks or the Packers. Or the Rams, right? If Breeze is in there, if Breeze is playing the Seahawks, I, I'd probably pick the Saints. But I, I can see the Seahawks beating a Taysom Hill-led Saints, you know? You're right. He has not been challenged at all. He's played nobody. It's been yeah. Falcons yeah. twice and, exactly. and Broncos with, with a wide receiver quarterback. It's not yeah, a yeah, – exactly. you're exactly. right. How yeah, do, I think – How do you win that? <laughs> I, I, wish we saw, I wish we saw Taysom Hill play – and you look at the Saints schedule, they they really might not lose another game, but uh you look at it. I wish you we oh sorry, they play the Chiefs in two <laughs> they play the Chiefs next week. I was gonna say I'd like um, to play my boy Mahomes here soon. Yeah, and, and that's also sacrilegious. You're a Broncos fan, you're wearing a Broncos jersey and you have Mahomes as your background. It's just I root I root for players. Okay, I can say that excuse too, but guess what? I'll never root for a player. He has a Broncos jersey on. <laughs> I'll never root for a player on the on. I'll never root for a lot of players, but if I for Patriots rivals, I'll never root for them. I could be all like, you know, hey. I like I like so and so, but I'm not gonna root for them. You're saying you like Mahomes? No, no, when, no. When we play, when we play the Raiders fan, hate him. Okay. Boy, no, no, I hate Mahomes. When we play Raiders I, fan. Well, I'll say this. My my final point. My final point on the on the uh, on the Saints. I guess we will see what Hill is next week against the Chiefs because they're going to have to throw the ball more. And I think the Chiefs probably win that game. But uh, this Eagle, I don't care about the Eagles. The, the the Chiefs. We need to we need to just see what we're getting. And if and if he sucks, if he turns the ball over a whole bunch, then yeah, you cannot stay with him. You need to go Breeze because that's the level of teams are going to be playing in the playoffs. Um, okay. Final thing here, we have three games in the next two days. Um, we've already picked them all, but are are you excited? Are we doing a, are we doing a little parlay here for for the next three games? Are we gonna do Are we gonna do that? Are you if we it do in? it, I, I think we should. I think we should. We should go uh, Bills. Uh, well, Steelers, Bills, Ravens. Parlay. Steelers, yeah, I already put Ravens. that in. Yeah, I agree I with that. Do you do money line or or? Uh, Anything else? Let's go. Uh, I, did, uh, I didn't money line, but uh, Bills is a pick em, so it's kind of, there's really no yeah, money yeah. that. Okay, yeah. so if you do that, you know, if you do that, you get I think it. you should do it now, because I think the Bills is going to, I think by the time the game starts, it's going to move up to like two and a half or three. That line's moved down. It was Bills at that, and it's moved to the 49ers. I know, but they'll, they'll move crazy. it again. I don't I don't see how the 49ers would, is Nick Mullins starting? Nick Mullins? Yeah, it's Nick Mullins. I'd read, here's the thing I was thinking when I was watching the Broncos game. I'd rather have Nick Mullins than Drew Locke. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough on your You're boy. I, was thinking, right. I don't know why I was thinking that. I was like, I think they said something about Nick Mullins in the game, and I was like, you know what? I'd rather have Nick Mullins than <laughs> Drew Locke right now. We well, the year, Jimmy won G, that game. the year Jimmy G tore his ACL and Nick Mullins came in and played, 
Uh, he played that, good. Yeah, he played good. And if he yeah. would have been a first round pick, people would have been on the rookie of the year, right? He, he wasn't that bad. Now I don't yeah, think yeah. he's that great, but he's definitely. Uh, uh, I think he will. I don't know what team will take the chance on Nick Mullins to be their no, starter. No, he'll be a long time backup. Long time backup. Yeah, he. Yeah, he doesn't have that facade of. You don't think he ever gets the Case Keenum the year of a starter? No, he doesn't. I don't think he, he does. doesn't have the he doesn't have the hype around him. He doesn't have like the the measure the measurables and stuff. Anything that like somebody's like, oh yeah, we could you know like he he can't run. He, he's short. He you know all that. Yeah, stuff. which he's not a Osweiler, where he's like tall. Yeah, he's not like, well, Maybe he could be something. Yeah, well, Osweiler. look what he did with the Broncos as a backup. Yeah, he doesn't have the storyline. He doesn't have the measurables like Benny was saying. He doesn't have like anything and his name's nick Mullins. that's a very boring not a name. big school guy he's a small school guy so yeah he has nothing well okay to finish this podcast um you guys are like right. cousins to the finish this pot yeah to finish this pot, uh a hundred dollars on the steelers bills ravens uh money line parlay gets it 230 back plus 230 i think it is a good bet that's good odds yeah that's, that's actually good odds, good odds. um Benny, for you, just just for you, ten dollars gets you twenty three back, my friend. Uh, <laughs> hey, okay. I'm up two hundred bucks. Don't let them fool you, folks. Yeah, I don't know if I want to bet that parlay tomorrow. I need to put money on it. I just threw a ten on it, Moving and then I threw the forty on the, on the bills. That's pretty smart. Okay, well, thank you, boys. This is our first episode of our new podcast, the BSQB podcast. How about that? And uh, we're going to be doing it for a long time. We're going to be doing our basketball preview in two Sundays. Two Sundays we're going to do I actually can't, basketball. I can't wait for the basketball because I feel like my insights on basketball are much better than football. I, I know a lot more about basketball. I'll tell you I'll this. I'll give you a little sneak peek right now. Lakers are going to two-peat, and I'll say it actually, truthfully, I think they're going to three-peat. But uh, we're only doing next there's, year's preview. So Sterling, here's my uh, early preview. I don't know if you knew, but uh, Steven used to play point guard in the Chinese Basketball League uh, for a couple years. What team you play Out on? of high school. Let's hear the team. Do you know? Do you know any teams that he played on? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Thai, something, Taiwan Bank or something. I don't know. Well, Taiwan is not part of China. Is that? Is that I know. Is <laughs> the Taiwan basketball? I don't know. Wait, overseas somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm part. I like the Beijing Ducks. That's who I played for. Beijing Ducks. <laughs> is that a real yeah. team? Yeah, look it up. Oh yeah, That's it is. They're yeah. probably they're probably the best team, aren't they? Uh, they're one of the best teams, yeah. So I used to watch the Barstool. Uh, what's his? I forget the guy's name, but he he's like a big Beijing Ducks fan, or like some, he's a big like one Chinese wow. basketball fan. Look up the Gu- Guangdong Su- Southern Tigers. I think that Guangdong. Oh wait, that no, is no, a cool he's, logo. Uh, that that's a cool one, dude. The they got some cool logos. Okay, we might be doing a the Golden Bulls preview. We should probably cut this thing off. No. <laughs> okay. These are cool names. <laughs> yeah, this is honestly I'm gonna I'm gonna buy some jerseys. So okay, thank the you. Sturgeons? Boys. I'm buying a Sturgeons jersey. I need to look that up. Thank you, boys. Uh we will be back on Wednesday with our picks. Talk to you then.